Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. It's a challenge to live this life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just the typical everyday? Sponsored by Hookster Creek Ministries, our show unpacks the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas that most of us could work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend and I'll introduce you to some of mine when we engage in a coffee chat about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday child of the King. I'm your host, Candace R. Reyes, and you're listening to the Red Rover Podcast. Welcome to the Red River Podcast. I'm your host, Candace R. Reyes, and I'm thrilled you're here. We have a fun episode for you, and all season long, we have been talking about how God is bigger than our excuses. My friends and I, we like to unpack our own personal excuses that were inspired by our listeners' feedback. Because these excuses have caused us to hesitate when God said to move. Today, I have Sherry Fletcher on the show. Friends, she is a delight. Sherry is a writer, speaker, and a host of Your Spiritual Game Plan podcast. She loves to help others develop a strategy for living out God's plan for their life because the enemy has a very strategic plot against it. Sherry and her husband, Todd, are empty nesters in live in Tennessee. They have three grown children and one dog, Libby. Sherry loves walking, running, and hiking with friends. And she will also invite you in for a cup of coffee anytime, no matter what state her kitchen is in. If you need help creating that spiritual game plan, this episode is a great start. I can't wait for you to meet Sherry and hear her story. So Grab some paper and a pen with your favorite cup, and let's dive into my chat with Sherry Fletcher. Welcome, Sherry, to the Red River Podcast. I am so excited that you're here with me tonight. I'm excited that we are together and we're getting our times right. (laughs) Yes, yes. We have two different time zones, and so it's been kind of a challenge for us, but you know what? God is bigger than our time, and we are able to get together, so I'm excited about that because we're going to talk about as well how God is bigger than our excuses. And so I'm honored that you're on the show tonight. But before we dive into how God is bigger than our excuses, tell us a little bit about yourself and your passion and how that passion has influenced your life today. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. And yeah, I'm Sherry Fletcher and I'm new to the, to the Tennessee state Uh, My husband and I moved here a year and a half ago from Seattle. We lived in Seattle for about 30 years. And so we've been in Tennessee for a year and a half now. And we have three grown children and one getting married um, in August. So that's exciting. And yeah, I know I'm going to be a mother-in-law. Wow. Oh man. Oh, and I have one dog. And so that's exciting. And I love just running and doing stuff outdoors. And of course, writing and speaking and podcasting. And, you know, my passion um, is planning and game planning. And um, I have always been, I must remember my kids getting get out of school, we'd get in or we get in the car. And on the way to the car, I would always just say, Hey, you guys. Um, 
a noble man. And they'd say, yes, mom makes noble plans. So on noble deeds, he can stand. That's Isaiah 32, eight. And I didn't really understand that I was kind of laying the game plan down for a spiritual game planning. And so um, as they grew pretty soon, they would just get in the car and I'd look back at them and they'd say, okay, Isaiah 32, eight. Yes, we're going to be noble men. We're going to have noble plans so that on noble deeds, we can stand. So I think I've been passionate always about just helping people understand that they have a plan that, that, you know, so that they can have something to stand on and um, understanding that God has a plan in their lives too. And I just think that that's something that has influenced uh, my ministry and um, just what I am and what I do. Perfect. I love that. I love that you see how you have started this from the very beginning. Like it, it was, it's been a while since you've been doing this. So I'd love to hear about more about your timeline for, for when you heard this calling on your life to start this whole starting a spiritual game plan to embracing that. And was it immediate or, or was there some hesitation? Um, you know, I, I look back on it and I think the, the very first time it really, that I know when I heard it, I was watching my husband coach my daughter's basketball team. And I would watch these cute little girls in middle school. She's my oldest. And they would, she would just study her game book. And I would watch these girls really intent on understanding what their plays were. And they would come home. My daughter would come home and she'd practice her drill. She was not going to get on that court and be the person that, you know, dropped the play for the team. And I could also, I was just enamored how they would be on that court and it would be loud. You know, the gyms are loud and the opposing teams making noise and the home teams making noise. And they could be in the middle of a play with the one goal in mind and whoever had the ball, they were going to make sure they got that basket. But if the coach in the middle of that play changed the play and said something else, they could hear that. They heard his voice above everything and didn't matter if they had the ball and they were going for that basket. If the coach changed the play, they passed that ball and they made that play. And I just started thinking, Oh my word, you know, my daughter's going to be going into high school. She doesn't, does she know her Bible that well? Does she understand the opponent that well? Does she hear God's voice that well? And does she have a plan? Does she have something to stand on? Does she have a, you know, I just started thinking all these things and, um, you know, like I said, uh, before we hit record, I'm an Enneagram seven. So I'm just like, we got to do something now. We've got to plan this now. She's going to go into high school. I don't have something. I've got to have something ready. I knew that if I went into the middle school, because at that time I was teaching church classes, I would go in um, sometimes to schools and teach little chapels and I would um, speak at church classes and stuff. But I knew if I went into her class and did something about planning ahead for high school. It was going to be like, Oh my word, mom, please. Could you just like hide under the desk, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, but I also was doing some mentoring at the high school. It was a big, big Christian campus. And so I went down to the high school and said, Hey, you guys, what if I um, got a couple senior girls and senior guys and two junior girls and two junior guys. And what if, what if you guys, what if we worked together and we came up with kind of like a spiritual game plan or something. And then you guys went down to the middle school and you talked about things you wish you had thought of before you got to high school. Like what were some things you wish you had known and you had done and you had planned. And we came up with this idea and I talked to the principals and we came up with this plan 
And we worked on it for like three months with testimonies and icebreakers or whatnot. And in the spring, those high school kids went down and um, every morning for a week went into the middle school and did a spiritual game plan. And they did that for 18 years until I moved here to Tennessee. And um, it was, I really didn't, didn't really think much about it. I just kind of jumped in there and we just went with it. And it was just so much fun. Wow. So you just, I mean, I guess it's because you're a seven that you just jumped in, right? You're just like, okay, there's a problem. Let's fix it. I want to address it. And that's, that's incredible. Not everybody does that. And so I admire that about you, that you're just able to jump in and fix it. And the fact that you, you knew that your daughter was not going to want mom there. I mean, I've got kids that are in high school as well, and they would not want mom there. Um, You took older kids, which that's who they're going to look up to. That's who they're going to listen to. And you trained them to go and teach. And I love that. Oh, and it it was exciting because then um, the elementary school kids to watch them come, if they decided to go to the Christian high school, they applied to be the mentors. Oh, cool. And so to see some of those elementary school kids come and then apply. And luckily I didn't do the, um, you know, they went to the pastors and the Bible teachers. And so the Bible teachers would say, okay, here's your students for next year. Cause then I, I maybe too much pressure on me. On yes. me. And yes. um, yeah. And so I didn't have to deal with that. And luckily uh, my daughter got picked one year, so, but <laughs> it was really fun to then see those little elementary school kids come up and be like, oh, I'm going to be a mentor. And yeah, it was very <laughs> exciting. The saddest, the saddest part was having to move during COVID and not getting to say goodbye mm-hmm. to those kids. And I'm, I'm not sure if the program's still going, but mm-hmm. it turned into a podcast. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> And I, I want to talk to you about this. So we sent out a poll recently and we asked them what, what stopped you from saying yes to that calling on your life? What, what caused you to hesitate? And we received several responses back, but there was one that you marked Sherry that I want us to unpack tonight. And that was just not ready. Mm -hmm. How, how could, how did you resonate with that? Could you share a little bit about your thoughts on that? that response. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'd think, okay, you just listened to me say that. And I jumped in and did it. And then you're saying, wait, you just answered that question. You're, you're not ready to answer the calling on your life. Uh (laughs) So, you know, it's one thing to um, jump in and work on a school program and do all of that stuff. But when I switched it to the podcast, um, working with these kids, a lot of moms would come and talk to me. And I did a lot of mentoring with young women as well. And so I took a lot of the of the um, principles of your spiritual game planning, and I would work on it with moms and I'd work on it with young women and about spiritual game planning in all different aspects in our calling and in our life. And I've really been feeling led to write a Bible study. And the more I write and the more I write, I am terrified that it's not ready. It's not ready to put out there. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, everyone's like, you should pitch this and I'll get ready to pitch. And then they'll be like, but your numbers aren't ready. You don't have a big enough platform. Well, you're, this isn't ready to do that. And then I'll think, well, this, oh, I don't have this ready to do this. And I, you second guess yourself and you think, oh, it needs to be, it needs to be perfectly ready to pitch. It needs to be perfectly ready to submit. 
And you just keep hearing that voice in your head, like, oh, you don't have enough email subscribers. You don't have enough. Mm -hmm. And you just constantly second guess yourself. And so to get out there in front of the kids and get out there and speak to women, I have no problem getting out and talking to women. You can tell I love it. I'm passionate about it. But then when when I at people say we want to, we want this Bible study and I come back to my desk and I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's not ready. It's it's just not ready. And mm -hmm. I know better. It's just where my fear. That's where my fear gets. Right. Right. I understand. Is there a scripture right now, Sherry, that you are really clinging to as you're like fighting that battle within our thoughts of saying it's just not ready to say, you know what, I'm just going to go for it because this is what God has laid on my heart. And so I, could you speak to that? To, because there's probably somebody listening today who can resonate with what you're saying. And they're like, okay, I'm in that same boat, but I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I'm, I'm wrestling with this. Well, the, the Bible study is at the heart of my ministry <laughs> is where God constantly reminds me. <laughs> he, I, I study Ephesians every year because every year, God, it's the living word. And mm -hmm. he's going to show me a new way of looking at it. And Ephesians 2.10 is at the core of my ministry. And that is, you're a masterpiece. Mm. And I love to break that verse down because a masterpiece is an intentional creation. Yes. And, you know, who makes a masterpiece and then sits it in a corner and goes, okay, I'm going to put this over here and let that masterpiece figure out why I created it. And so when people say, I need to find myself, I need to find my person, I'm like, no, a masterpiece is never created and then left to figure out why it was created. A masterpiece, an architect, any kind of person that creates, they have a complete from beginning to end visual understanding of what that is going to be, how it's going to be used. You think of a house being built, the architect has everything down to how the door is going to shut and latch mm -hmm. in that house. Mm -hmm. So a masterpiece, God has you from the day he wove you to the day you are in the kingdom planned for you. And that's how the verse finishes. You are my masterpiece created to do good works that I planned for you long ago. And so God keeps saying, Sherry, I planned these things I am the ultimate game planner here, Sherry. And, you know, I've called you to do these things. And uh, you keep saying you're not ready, but you've got to lean into me because I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm constantly wrestling with my own Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we need those verses because they speak life and they speak truth to us. And I love that you you wrestle with it, but you know what? It is also life-giving for you as well. Yeah. Now, when God spoke to me and, and called me into writing and speaking, it took me about seven years to officially say, yes, I had a hard time embracing this calling. And I'm starting a new adventure right now that I'm kind of hesitant on, but I'm excited about it as well. So I wrestle with two, two fears fear of success and fear of failure. Do you struggle with any of those? Well, I would say yes. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you say you are really wrestling with the most right now? Um, right now I would say, um, I am fearful of success. 
Yeah. Yeah. What for me with success, the fear of success is just, I'm worried about how it's going to affect my family or how it's going to impact, you know, our every day to day life. And then mm-hmm. I, I also worry about just, okay, because you hear all these people that are get successful and then all of a sudden the bottom drops out mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, Lord, that's, I don't want that. I want to make sure that I, my eyes are on you and that I'm seeing how the enemy is going to attack so I can be prepared and ready for it. Yeah. And so what I've noticed though, is that God is so good and he's so patient with us that he, he intercedes for us to maintain our pace. Yeah. And I would love if you could share a story about how God has maintained your pace as you have been wrestling with the fear of success. Yeah. The fear of success, exactly like you said, it's like, what happens if, if this is good and it's bigger than I can maintain? And God's like, that's not for you to worry about. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, before we went on, I was sharing a little bit about um, handling my pace. And uh, I mentioned we lived in Washington. Mm -hmm. And when we lived in Washington, my husband was managing, he still does manage to this day, the nursing home that COVID was first uh, tested positive for in 2020. Mm. So we were the infamous nursing home that has been labeled ground zero mm. uh, for COVID in Washington State, Kirkland, Washington. And so prior to that happening, I was um, getting ready because I was empty nest prior to COVID getting ready to start hosting retreats for writers and mentoring programs and also getting ready to do more um, speaking and getting um, out there because I was empty nest. And I was like, yes, it's great. We're going to get going and I can start speaking more and hosting retreats in my home. And then, you know, COVID hit, but it didn't just hit. It, it hit us personally, my family first. <laughs> it hit my husband and I first. Mm-hmm. Um And so that it not just impacted, you know, my plans, it impacted our entire being as a family and our whole world and our plans were just shut down. And I keep thinking, but it had, we had to move that ended up with us moving. It ended up with us, you know, everything I knew coming to a halt. Mm. But I think if I had, you know, kept pushing my plans and kept pushing my plans, um, God was like, wait, 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 something's coming up ahead that Mm. you couldn't have handled, like things didn't happen on your timing because I needed you to have, you know, some time to, um, for this aftershock and for this tsunami, that's going to come hit your family. And I needed you to have something that ended your calendars clear. Um, so, you know, I didn't need you to have writers retreats at your house at the time. I didn't need you to have a book and contract. I didn't need you to have speaking engagements all lined up that your income was dependent upon. I needed you to have a little bit of your calendar clear because you were going to get hit Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to pack up and move your family and you're going to have all these things. And so God's timing is so um, perfect. And he gives us these times where we, we might not, might look like we're in the season of waiting or like, you know, I, I had these dreams and now they're not happening, but God's like, it's you, you know, you're waiting. It looks like you're waiting, but I've got stuff going on and you're just going to be fine. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love, I love how he takes care of our pace and, and the fact that you've identified the, 
you know, things happened, even things that you didn't want to, to face. There were storms that came your way, but God was so sovereign to, to have everything planned out for you so that there was good that came from it afterwards. And so I, I love that you see that and, and that you're willing to say, okay, Lord, it's not my pace. It's yours. I'm going to follow you, whatever you do, I'm going to trust and just obey. And I love that. Well, I know our friends are going to be going, okay, how do I get a hold of Sherry? How do I find out where she's at? And so I can learn more about her spiritual game plan podcast and all the things. Can you share with our peeps how to, how to find you? And then friends, I just want to remind you all her links will be in our show notes below. Yeah. The bet I have all these links called your spiritual game plan.com. <laughs> all of them right there, your spiritual game plan.com. Um, also, you know, it's all one place, but Sherry Fletcher.com will get you there and Sherry Fletcher on Facebook and Instagram. But um, I love um, strategizing. I'm a spiritual strategist and I just love making sure you've got a good offensive plan because God's got a plan and the enemy has a plot. So mm. we've just got to really stick together. And, um, you know, earlier today, I got to have you on my podcast and we, and, uh, yes. I love how you mentioned that we, you know, God puts the armor on and he sizes it to us specifically. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to be on the same team and we've just got to have a game plan. Yeah. Absolutely. So friend, if you're looking for somebody to help you make that spiritual game plan, Sherry is your, is your lady. So reach out to her, find her. She can help you out and give you some guidance on, on the way to make your map. Even like, I, I know we, we had, um, recently we went to the, uh, spark, spark. media mm-hmm. conference and there was a gentleman there, Terry, Terry Weaver, who mentioned about having a map and somebody who draws a map for us. And that's pretty much what you do, Sherry, is you help them with their spiritual maps. And so if you're looking for somebody to help you draw that out, she's your girl. Now, friends, I'm so glad you chose to join us today. And I just want to remind you that when you step out in what God has called you to do, let your yes be your success and then give God the rest till next time. I had so much fun today chatting with our guests and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found it useful and you were thinking about someone who might need to hear it as well, will you share the wealth? Yep, that's right. Maybe that's the one way God is asking you to live that missional lifestyle today by telling someone about our episode. Maybe nobody's coming to mind, but you're wanting to help. Would you write a short review? Your review invites others to listen in. See, there are easy steps to living that missional lifestyle. If you're interested in learning how Hooks to Crook Ministries makes an impact globally, check us out on hookstocrook.com. Again, that's hooks with the number two crook.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, your yes to God is your success. How it impacts the world, well, that's his. So continue living that missional lifestyle as an everyday child of the kingdom. Till next time.